Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. No games on the schedule? That doesn't stop us from talking football. It's time for the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Show. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are your hosts, past WFCA president and associate head coach at Arrowhead, Tom Swiddle, and the fans' high school insider, big-time Mike McGivern. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGivern, my co-host, Associate Head Coach at Heartland Arrowhead, Tom Swiddle. Hey, Tom, is there just a better guy to be standing next to at the WFC All-Star Game as a corporate sponsor than Major Nicholas Morales? There'd be nobody better than Major Morales. You know, we got, got a whole bunch of really good partners and sponsors with the WFCA, and I love them all. This guy is something else. He's just a really sharp guy that you you just you just want to hug him and say thank you for everything you do for our country. Absolutely. Hey, our next guest. I like this guy too, Brian. No, hey, I'd, I'd hug you, Brian Hansen, the commissioner <laughs> of the Greater Metro Conference. I'll tell you what. This is normally the time of year that the commissioner he can kind of put his feet up a little bit, take a little break. Ain't no taking a break this time of year. Brian Henson, how you doing, pal? I am doing awesome. It's great to be with you, Mike and Tom, and an honor to follow Major Morales. My dad's a retired Marine. He's 83 years old, and he still oh. has his once, his once a Marine, always a Marine bumper sticker on the back of his car. So uh, Major Morales' statement could not be more true. So, Boy, that's awesome, Brian. I didn't know that. Um, we thank your father for us. That, that's awesome. Well, hey, I think everybody's service to our country. I mean, there's no getting around it. So honored to yeah. follow a Marine, no getting around it. So That's awesome. Hey, when I said uh, this time of year, you know, yeah, maybe you could kick your feet up a little bit years past, but not this year. Well, you know, and normally, obviously, there's been a lot of transition, right? Normally, you used to be summer high school baseball. Tom was an old baseball coach over at yep. the East. We spent much, many, many games on the Sandlot together. Yes, and we did. now, no summer baseball in Wisconsin. So it used to be a busier time. But then last year, it got a little bit slower because, you know, spring baseball uh, instead of summer baseball. But, yeah, you're right. It is – we are very, very – right now, I think a lot of people see that there's a lot of inactivity and a lot of uncertainty with, with, with COVID. There's no getting around it. But we are meeting more than ever. And, you know, we're doing, you know, Google Hangouts, Zoom, Blue Jeans, whatever video conferencing <laughs> service you can name. We've probably, probably been on it. And, and we basically, it's almost like weekly discussions that we're having right now. 
um, you know, for what decisions were going to be made for the opportunity for summer participation and then preparing for the fall. And that's really been our focus. I mean, I can tell you this, the athletic directors in my conference, and I'm sure this is universal in all the athletic directors in Wisconsin, are very committed to getting back to play, but back to play safely. And, you know, we, we've been talking about, you know, what type of protocols need to be put in place? How do we handle social distancing guidelines? All things that we never talked about before, but we're definitely talking about them in 2020. So, Hey, hey Tom, you know, if, if this was the, I don't know, Wisconsin Tennis Coaches Association show, I, talking to Brian about, you know, getting the tennis season off is a whole different animal than talking football there, there there are so many more moving parts when you when you talk about football rather than cross country or tennis or something like that um, that as the commissioner of the greater metro and i'm going to ask you this tom i i think brian you know his hands are full with the idea of okay how do we get the football season started you know august 4th how do we uh, first game on the 20th how, how are we how is that going to look and can we get it done uh, when it comes to to august and 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 tom i'm going to ask you when 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 you're talking to a guy like brian henson what do you think keeps him up at night with all this well i i would think brian's toughest job right now and working with not only athletic directors but principals because i know brian you work with principals as well is to get consensus. And if you just look at the greater Metro conference, you have, you know, the, the West Dallas schools, you have the Brookfield schools, you have Marquette, you have Menominee Falls, you have Sussex Hamilton, you have Germantown. Those are all different school districts and the school districts themselves might have different ideas on how things should work. So Brian, how do you get consensus? You know, what happens if the Wauwatosa schools come back and it's all virtual? Not that that's what they're going to do. I'm just using this as an example. And maybe the Brookfield schools come back and they're going to have partial days. You know, how does that impact sports? You know, what are those discussions like and how can you reach a consensus when you're talking about all these different school districts that are involved in your conference? Well, Tom, and you're absolutely right. And those are like the discussions we're having. It's funny because you're like now – kind of like peeling away at the onion. I mean, not only the differences of the opinions of the administrators in the school, but dealing with their various, if you want to say, health department offices that they're working with, like West Dallas. I, we recently talked with the Elliot Kramsky, who did a great job at West Dallas. He's retiring June 30th, and he's been an amazing athletic director over there. He indicated that they're following West Dallas's health department guidelines, where, you know, Tom, you obviously have some ties to Wauwatosa. Well, now, both West Dallas and Wauwatosa are in Milwaukee County. There could be some countywide restrictions, or they could be in a different phase than Germantown might be, who's in the Greater Metro Conference, or Waukesha County may be in with Menominee Falls. So one of the things we've talked about, and we haven't reached a consensus yet, but we're in those discussions, what do we do for a football season particularly a football season that, you know, unlike other sports, it's difficult to say, well, if we cancel this game, we'll just move it to next week and we'll have two games or matches that week. You can't do that in football. So what do you do with a city or a county that's imposing greater restrictions on a school and be fair to that school to compete in a football season where another school in another county may not have those same restrictions? 
And it's not fair to say, well, if your county says you can't play, you have to forfeit the game. We know the outcry that would happen with that. So how do you accommodate for that? And, you know, you have to have a plan with branches with this stuff, too, because I worry about I look at the basketball season as a model. I see scenarios where we could get started in August. The season could go along, and all of a sudden flu season comes, and all of a sudden people are trying to figure out, do I have COVID? Do I have the flu? Maybe you do have some quarantines with some of the buildings and then you're in a situation talking about tom's old stomping grounds look at brookfield east or brookfield central or hamilton sussex that we're in the middle of a potential state tournament running basketball and that all gets shut down oh. you know or dsha you know i know this is the football coaches association show but i think any football fan can relate to the tragedy of the dsha basketball game they were in their motel room right. getting ready to play in their quarterfinal state championship basketball game and their coach came in and said the WIA is canceling the state tournament we're going home and you know it's woulda coulda shoulda that could play out again in this football season and those are the types of things that from my role as a commissioner we try to prepare for that so you can deal with a plan with branches and also deal with you know the, the various public and coaches and fans and student-athlete sentiments on all this stuff that's going on in a really bananas year in 2020. Hey, Brian, I'm glad you brought up DSHA because, um, you know, UW Credit Union sponsors our team of the week on this show, on, on my high school shows. And what they've done is every week now we have we name a new team of the week, and next week's UW Credit Union team of the week is DSHA basketball program and I talked to Brian Hendricks and what they do is is get the kids together on a zoom meeting and just congratulate them on a great season talking to those coaches uh, he said look it would have been easier and Tom I, I think you'll agree it would have been easier to lose than it is to, to just have it taken away because yeah. the rest of our lives we're going to be thinking were we good enough to win a state championship it would have been easier for us to have some closure and get a loss then what happened? And we don't blame. Obviously, there's nobody to blame. But now for the rest of these girls' lives, they're going to be wondering, were we good enough to win a state championship? Great point, and You're Mike. absolutely right, Mike. And, you know, they got so much momentum at the end of the year. I mean, they were not, you know, there were teams that were getting more attention throughout the season. I'll be the first to admit it. I mean, Germantown was a team that, you know, they had an amazing group of talented athletes on that team. And, you know, they were at the kind of the team that everybody was watching, but everything clicked for DSHA at the end of the season. And sometimes there's even more of a tragedy when, you know, you're catching, you know, the momentum and the wind at your back. And that could happen to a football team this year, yep. too. And those are things that we're talking about. And I worry about repeats. I mean, I think a lot of people are focused on getting started in August, and I know coaches are, right? That's a big thing. You know, getting the equipment out, getting the pads on, getting the acclimation period, and let's, you know, get some good hits out there and get our season rolling. But we also have to be prepared that there could be an unprecedented year of starts and stops with events based on things even happening at individual schools that aren't even impacting other schools or, or other counties or cities that aren't impacting other schools. And it's a really tough, tough dilemma. And you just do the best you can and, 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 and hope it works out for the best. Boy, I'll tell you, that's, you know, there, there, there isn't, you can't, you can't pull your, the, you know, the second drawer to the bottom of your, your, your uh, desk in the office and pull out a playbook for this, right? That, there isn't one. 
there there isn't one that says okay let me go to chapter two and if there's a pandemic how do we handle it in the greater metro conference you know everything you guys are going to be doing here is is going to be looked upon you know five ten twenty thirty years from now to say okay this is how they handle it back then and boy there's a lot of pressure and and i know that both of you guys understand the importance of high school athletics or you wouldn't be doing what you what you do and i just uh you know i pray for you guys a lot just hoping that the right decision is is made for for everybody involved uh not only the kids because i think it's important for them you know mentally spiritually and, and physically to get back on the football field, to get back in the tennis court, basketball court, whatever sport it is, you know, we all believe, the three of us certainly believe, that that's a big part of, of the growing up process and the amount of lessons that you learn, life lessons you learn on being part of a football team or a basketball team. And, boy, I hope we can get back to, to that. Brian, can we hold you over for one more segment? I would love to stay with you, Tom and Mike. That'd be awesome. That's perfect. He's Brian Henson. He's the commissioner of the Greater Metro Conference. We'll continue our conversation with him. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com for more information. I am Mike McGivern. My co-host, the associate head coach at Heartland Arrowhead is Tom Swiddle. Our, our guest, Brian Hansen. He is the commissioner of the Greater Metro Conference. Hey, Tom, you know what's interesting is... is the commissioner of the conference that you're going to be coaching in, the commissioner of the Greater Metro Conference, are you know might be going about this two different ways to get football back. And I'm wondering, as the associate head coach now of Arrowhead, uh, do, do, do the coaches? Do you guys talk? Have you talked with uh, with the commissioner of your conference about what they're trying to accomplish and how they're going to get you guys back to the field? I have not, um, but I know that there are those discussions, just like Brian is having with all the ADs and principals of the Greater Metro. I know that same thing is happening in the Classic Eight, and and uh, but I have not spoken to the commissioner at, and I don't think Matt Harris has either. Uh, the the communication is between the athletic director and the football staff. Hey Brian, do you talk to commissioners from other conferences throughout the throughout the state to find out what what they're hearing and what they're feeling? We do, and we actually have a conference commissioners association very similar to the high school football coaches association, and we meet and we have email chains and stuff like that that we talk about a lot of the issues that are going on and and above and beyond COVID. So there is a lot of communication there, and also the athletic directors, the you know, principals. And even the superintendents have been communicating more than ever. Um, so, you know, I talk to our superintendents regularly, too. The only thing is, is, as you indicated before, there's different priorities, right? You're thinking about virtual learning plans and what are you going to do for bringing kids back to school for, you know, uh, you know, schoolwork in the fall. So some of the, you know, it's not all prioritizing sports, but those discussions are all occurring. And, you know, Tom's in the Classic 8. They're a phenomenal football conference. 
They're a rivalry conference, but I always got to give hats off that it is a phenomenal football conference, and uh, yeah, it's good to see him now back uh, back at Arrowhead. So yeah, I don't, I don't you know, if he was going to get back, and he he's coached here and for for a while as an assistant coach, but might as well jump right in and and get into the classic game. I I just think that's the best football conference in in the state of Wisconsin. You know, Brian, you had talked about uh, districts and and superintendents. Boy, they're going to have a lot to say because reading what the WI put out for the summer side of, of what the contact days are going to look like, they've given a lot of, of responsibility to make the decisions to the superintendents uh, throughout the state of Wisconsin. So there'll be a lot of pressure on those, those guys and, and women uh, throughout the state to say, okay, yes, we, you know what, we're comfortable. If you follow these guidelines on August 4th, we're going to be able to get back to, to, to playing football. Or they're going to be able to say, you know what, not comfortable. We're, we're going to uh, shut it down for a few more weeks. Well, you're absolutely right, and I think we, we have no visibility, right? There's other areas in the country where COVID's spiking, right? Fortunately, in Wisconsin, our numbers have been good and actually have been going down. But we're watching other places, too. Like right now in Iowa, they have summer fast at softball and baseball. And it's a long-running tradition in Iowa, and I hope it continues because it's very unique. But there now you have high school events that are back to playing. And so everybody's kind of watching to see what's going on in Iowa. Are there problems and stuff like that? But, again, you have a different dynamic when you're in a small town in Iowa for a baseball game or a softball game than you do with amassing a large crowd for a football game. And, you know, do you have to, you know, enforce any social distancing rules if kids are in the classroom together? Can they be in a student section together? How do you identify, uh, you know, are you going to do temperature checks at the door? Are you going to require masks? That can be controversial depending on how people feel about masks. There's all kinds of things that come into play above and beyond, you know, the ready-for-play whistle and the kickoff. And those are things that we're talking about as well. Not only getting the events back safely, but being able to manage them in a very different way than we couldn't have had any visibility or lens on this a year ago. You know, Brian, there's a lot of local control, and you've just, you know, described so many different uh, parts of that local control with the resumption of uh, high school athletics in the fall. But Besides the, the schools in your conference and the other conference commissioners you work with, you also work with the WIAA. So really two questions for you, Brian. One is, you know, what is your role in working with the WIAA? And then finally, what's your best guess right now on the information that you have? Not that we would hold you to it, all right, but what is your best guess in terms of what the fall sports season is going to look like? Well, you know, everybody's watching to see what the WIA is going to do to tackle that first, and they're in a tough spot. You know, if you look at Dave Anderson or Wade LeBecky up there, I mean, they're in the same boat that we are. They're, they're looking to see what's going on. They're looking for guidance. They're trying to make very tough decisions. You know, the, the basketball state tournament is a classic example, and it's real easy to second-guess those types of decisions, right? But you just try to do the best you can. So, you know, for us, for the WIA, we're kind of looking to see if there's more guidance that's going to come out. You know, the National Federation has kind of released something last week about returning to play as well. So, you know, there's the national governing body that's saying these are the guidelines we're putting out. We're looking to see what, obviously, they're going to do in Stevens Point when it comes to guidelines for us as well. And then continuing to make plans, realizing that this could be very much a local issue type situation. 
and then you just try to deal with it, you know, accordingly that way. When it comes to my crystal ball, if I had to put it out there, I mean, the first thing I'll say is we don't know, right? This is so changing. Week to week, my opinion could change on this. Looking at it from right now before July 4th, I could see a scenario where we would resume fall sports. What I worry about, and this is just my opinion, is that what do you do in a situation where you feel you could reasonably start outdoor sports, but you don't feel comfortable about starting indoor sports? And it's funny you mentioned that about football. You know, I, we had a golf coaches meeting just uh, not too long ago, just several days ago, and I told our girls golf coaches I'd feel much more comfortable about being a golf coach where transportation is going to be the social distancing issue, right? They're on a golf course. It's pretty easy to stay spread out. There's not as many fans. I could see a scenario where if you're still in school, you could reasonably say we can safely play golf, but to gather a large crowd for a boys or girls volleyball match indoors, there could be much more risk. And now do you make decisions saying that we're going to allow certain sports to continue because our numbers haven't spiked, but other sports we're deeming it's not as safe for those things to participate. Football is kind of an interesting sport because it's kind of in the middle, right? You're amassing a large crowd, and there is close contact in football, obviously. I mean, even from a, I'm a football referee beside the commissioner, right? We're, we're going in and, and dealing with fumbles and everything else. So you have that close contact, but you're outdoors. So it's funny to me for football, I could see that being like in the middle where golf and maybe soccer and some of the other sports you could actually say were safer to resume where it might be deemed for a sport like boys and girls volleyball where you might say we just can't safely ensure everybody's health. So do we have to make a sport by sport decision as well? And I think those are going to be tough decisions, too. I, hey, Brian, Tom, you know, I, I'm an Irish guy, tough, you know, right? Got beat up a ton as a kid, right? I, I'm a tough guy. I'm so happy you're making those decisions, Brian, and not me. Because you're going to have – I don't think you want to give out your home address right now because there's going to be some people that are not going to yeah. be real happy. I can tell you this. When, when you guys decide that, okay, football, we might have to, you know, limit the amount of people that are there, just make sure the sideline reporter is so Somebody that you're going to still allow in those games, Brian. <laughs> oh, Mike, you're always welcome. You know, thank always you. Welcome. Yes. I, I appreciate that. I, I really do. Brian Henson, thank you so much. As a commissioner of the Greater Metro Conference, we hear nothing but really good things about the work that you do. So we really appreciate your time. I tell your dad, you know, thank you again for his uh, his service to our country. And, and I appreciate you uh, telling me that about uh, your father. I think that's a great thing. So good luck with your decisions uh, coming up here. And if there's anything we can do for you, please let us know. Always honored to be here with you, Mike and Tom, and we didn't get to touch on it. I hope this goes. I'm very interested to see how the football conferences work out this fall. It's a very exciting year. I know the coaches' associations work very hard on that, and I'm hoping it's a success. We'll see what happens. That's going to be interesting, too. Thank hey, you so much, Brian. Hey, Brian, I'm yeah. sorry. Before we cut you out, how would, what's the participation with the summer contact days for the Greater Metro Conference? Are some teams getting involved in it and others aren't? Is everybody involved with it? They're, and it's basically a sport-by-sport situation. A lot of the coaches were polling their athletes, right? So if you look at a sport like track, really tough to get a track meet going. But, like, for example, some of the other sports like soccer and softball, they've kind of scheduled, like, either district-type 
you know, much more casual type competition. There were some of our coaches that wanted, I mean, our baseball coaches, I'll be honest, they put together a full double round robin schedule that they wanted to play in July. But we felt that it was better to focus on getting going in the fall rather than rushing into a, you know, a big schedule in the summer. And that puts us back for resuming in the fall. Yeah. So it's going to be very much a local issue thing. Some schools are going to have some uh, uh, activities, sport by sport. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be to kind of get closure and connection with those seniors that lost their spring season. It is really tragic. I mean, there's big events going on in the world. We've talked about that today and stuff like that. But it doesn't take away, Mike, like what you said, how important high school athletics are. It's a very important time in a, in a person's development. And unexpectedly, they got blindsided, and that was taken away from them. So, you know, I think giving that opportunity for some connection and some closure, it's a positive thing. Hey, guys, and I know that there are people listening that might roll their eyes when we say that, Brian and Tom. But but I'm, I've been doing this for a really long time, and, and I understand the importance of, of a lot of different areas when it comes to playing high school athletics. And I, I just think there's there's more to that. People say, well, look, there's there's way more important things going on in our country, and I understand that. But here for these kids, for for them at their development stage of a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior in high school, I just think it's really important. So, Brian, thank you very much. I appreciate it again. Brian Henson, he's the commissioner of the Greater Metro Conference. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, the head football coach at Lakeland. We're going to talk some musky football on the other side this is the pick and save wisconsin football coach association show presented by pella windows and doors of wisconsin on sports radio 105.7 fm the fan welcome back to the pick and save wisconsin football coach association show presented as always by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGivern, my co-host, the associate head coach at Arrowhead, Tom Swiddle. Our next guest, we're talking muskie football. Head football coach at Lakeland College, he's Colin Bruton. Hey, coach, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing well. How about you guys? We're, we're doing good, I think. We, we really appreciate uh, a few minutes of your time. Hey, what uh, as a college football coach, you've never been, obviously been through anything like this. How, how are you and your family holding up? We're doing well. Everybody's, uh, everybody's healthy. Uh, we, we have three kids, so uh, we're happy here that the uh, the homeschooling is done at least for a while. And the online learning and stuff, but everybody's doing well, and, and uh, you're just trying to take this in stride. I think for all of us, it's been uh, a little bit more family time than we're probably used to, which was a definite positive, uh, but we're, we're, just, we're adjusting and, and continuing to adjust. So, Coach, there's, there's uh, no truth to the rumor that you're going to retire from coaching college football and just stay at home and be a homeschool teacher? Absolutely not. I think my kids <laughs> would protest that, uh, that a little bit too much. So that is not going to be part of the plan going forward. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, a lot of success uh, at Lakeland uh, in the years that, uh, that you have been there, and certainly congratulations uh, for the success you've had. Coach, um, what kind of what kind of team and roster did, did, did you feel like you have coming in? And is, was it a young team last year and you had a chance to, to be pretty good this year? And, and I'm wondering about um, when you guys will be able to kind of get together and get this thing going. Yeah, so you know, we got a good group coming back. 
Um, you know, last year, you know, to be honest, it really wasn't uh, a young football team. We kind of underachieved as a program. Uh, you know, felt like we were in a pretty good position towards the end of the year. Uh, we lost a couple tough ones, I think week eight, week nine, uh, when we were kind of in position to play for the conference championship uh, week 10 if we would have taken care of business. And uh, went down to Eureka and lost a one-point game, 50-49, uh, to 49, which was a you know, really back-and-forth game. And, and then went down the next week to Benedict, you know, lost to a really good football team by, by one score. Uh, so we, we underachieved a little bit, uh, but we have a, a ton coming back. Um, our skill positions on both sides of the ball, we're, we're, you know, we're really, uh, really loaded at right now. We got um, a really good receiver group coming back. We have a senior quarterback, been a two-year starter. Um, our, our, our tailback is going to leave school, um, you know, likely as the school's all-time lead rusher. He's at the single-season record last year, and then we have four starters back to the secondary. So we feel pretty good uh, with our skill group coming back. You know, and now it's you know we have some some guys up front on both sides of the ball that we got to replace, but we feel like we have a pretty good nucleus coming back, and um, you know a schedule that kind of breaks well for us with the home and homes with the, within the conference and things like that. So we're excited, um, but but the second part of the question as far as when we're going to be able to get back, you know that's that's kind of the uh, the question everybody's asking, and um, as of right now we're still planning on on an August 10th report date, um, getting our guys back and. Um, but but it's so fluid right now, um, as everybody knows, and, and we're trying to just adjust to that. Uh, make sure our players know that we're planning on August 10th until we're we're told something different. Coach, you've been at Lakeland for a while now. I mean, prior to being the head coach, you were the defensive coordinator. But boy, you when you took over the program, you just had almost unprecedented success. You had three conference championships, three ch- trips to the uh, NCAA Division three playoffs. You really had an outstanding conference record. Um, how did you get things going like that right away? Yeah, I was fortunate. I came into a, a pretty good situation. Uh, had been at Lakeland for eight years as defense coordinator, so I was had a great familiarity with the school, with the program, um, with our roster. We had a really good group coming back um, in 2015, which was my first year. Uh, the year before, in 2014, uh, we were – you know, undefeated in the conference to the last week, um, went down to Benedictine and played for the conference championship and uh, played about as poorly as we could have played. We got we got beat 16 to nothing, and, and that really served as kind of a springboard going into the next year. There was uh, you know, a little bit of, of, of revenge that we wanted to uh, to get back, and, and, uh, and we had a really good group coming back, um, had a quarterback that, that took the jump. Uh, you know, Michael ended up becoming a three-time conference player of the year. Anytime you have that kid, uh, you know, for the first three years as a head coach, you're in a pretty good position. Uh, but we had a really good group, uh, just a really good group of kids that, that worked and had a really good staff. Uh, you know, so it was, it was a special three-year time. You know, we were pretty good. We, we went 17-1 in the conference in three years and um, had a lot of fun, had a lot of success, and, and got a chance to, like you said, you know, three times um, head to the national playoffs and you know, unfortunately, uh, all three years we drew um, a top five team in the country. Um, so that was not the most ideal draw, but, but you know, it was a great experience for our guys, a uh, great opportunity for our program. And that's kind of the, now the standard that we set for ourselves. You know, we expect to be in those games and we expect to be playing for conference championships. And then any year that, that we're not doing that's a disappointment. That's what we but, have to get back to. That's the motivating factor, you know, this offseason. Yeah, and, and talking, obviously you guys have played – extremely good football within your conference, but even when you've stepped out of your conference, you have done really well against teams from the various other conferences, including the WIAC schools um, that you've played. Um, you know, you lost to Whitewater one year in the playoffs in a relatively close game. 
Yeah, yeah, we felt like that was the year, uh, 2016. Out of the three playoff appearances, um, in 2017, we, we played Oshkosh, and, and our quarterback was hurt. And you know, I thought Oshkosh in 2017 was the best team in the country. Um, and it, it was a fun Saturday. But, but the year before against Whitewater, you know, we had some, uh, some matchups. You know, we threw the ball for over 300 yards against them and, and made some plays in the passing game. Um, you know, we lost the game, I think it was 45-27 was the final, but, you know, we turned the ball over three times in the red zone, you know, in a three-score game. And, uh, you don't know how things are going to break if we would have scored or put points on the board, those opportunities. And, and Whitewater was, you know, clearly the better team. But, we, you know, we competed and played hard and, and felt like, um, you know, we were, we were there. You know, we were a team that uh, wasn't a top-five team in the country by any means, but we felt like we were probably a team that was, was pushing to be in that next group, that group that's probably, you know, somewhere – you know, 20 to 40 in, you know, um, in the nation at that time. And uh, it was exciting. You know, we, we had some big plays in that game. And uh, we've played UW Platteville the last four years. Uh, they're off our schedule this year. But I think that experience, you know, playing Platteville, which has been a top-half team in that league, um, it was really good for our guys. It, it got a taste for, for what it means to play with uh, teams of that caliber. Um, so that was exciting for our guys and, and great experiences. And, um, you know, the first year we played them, it, it was a, a very humbling experience. But every year we played them, we felt like we competed and um, just matched up a little bit better. So it, that was a really good experience as well. We are talking with the head football coach at Lakeland College. Uh, he is Colin Bruton. Hey, before we get to a break, Coach, um, you know, I've been on your campus a lot. Uh, Lakeland uh, is actually a, a client. Uh, I'm a sales rep here at the radio stations. And so I've been on your campus a lot. And, and, and I love it. I, I, I love the energy that I feel when I go on that campus. But I, I, look, it really is in the middle of nowhere. And so when you're recruiting kids from all over the country and they, you know, they say, hey, tell me about the campus, you know, what do you tell them? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing. You know, we talk a lot about fit, and it's about finding the, the place that's the right fit for you, and, and we're certainly not the right school for, for every student across the country. Um, you know, so we talk about fit really in three phases. We talk an academic fit first. Um, we feel like we can be an academic fit for a lot of kids. We talk about a social fit. You know, so that's when our location, the size of school, and things come into play. And then if those two things are good, then we're going to say, hey, is, is the Muskie football program the right fit for you? Because our sure. team makes sense for what you do well, that kind of stuff. Uh, but our campus is unique. You know, we, we are I'm, – I'm from the suburbs of Chicago. I'm used to seeing concrete buildings and uh, being around people. And, you know, the first time I came to Lakeland, you know, it's a little bit shell-shocking at first. Uh, but what you see when you get here is it's a really close-knit community uh, with really great people. Um, and, and then we're building. You know, we, we updated our field in 2017, which was a huge step forward. Um, updated our campus center in 2018. Uh, we're building a brand-new residence hall for freshmen. It's going to be really impressive. So, uh, you know, a lot of campuses, a lot of schools aren't building like we are. Um, and that's something that's really impressive and something that we really stress that we're, we're a university that's growing. Hey, Coach, and the last thing, and then we'll get to a break. When I do talk to, to student athletes on campus, you know, a lot of them will tell me the same thing. Look, the first couple of weeks when I came from, you know, Detroit or I came from wherever they came from, first couple of weeks, it was, it was an eye-opener for me. But what I realized was I be I get really close to people here, and and when they when other schools talk about well we're a family atmosphere, and not like they are here because we get a chance to spend a lot of time together, and and I found that after talking to these kids that I thought boy, you know the experience they get at Lakeland is is different than it is at some of these other universities. They really do get a chance to meet 
some really good people and they become friends with these these other football players and basketball players for the rest of their life because they've spent so much time together on campus. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's, you know, our, our kids are probably on campus more um, than, than other schools. You know, the other schools where you a little bit more in the city or in a community, you might be leaving campus a little bit more. So our students are probably on campus uh, a little bit more than, than other students. Uh, we do a free shuttle service that takes them into Sheboygan, so they do have the opportunity to get out. Um, our guys are working in the community and that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, I think it's a unique situation. We also have an incredibly um, diverse roster, which is something we take a ton of pride in. So, you know, racial diversity, ethnic diversity, but, but really just diversity by experience. Um, you mentioned the guys from Detroit. You know, we have players on our football team from 17 different states, um, and they come with all different experiences. You know, our guys from – El Paso, Texas, saw snow for the first time in October this year. Um, and, and that's a really unique experience. But, but we think it's something that's a strength that our guys get to come in um, and bring their experiences and then build into each other. And it's different. It's different than um, some of the schools you'll see that are a little bit more regionally based. Um, our, our campus and, and our program in particular you know, is, is really diverse with, with uh, just where guys are coming from and things like that. Let's get to a break. We'll continue our conversation as we talk about Lakeland College and Lakeland and Muskie football with uh, the head coach on campus, Colin Bruton, doing a great job on, on campus. If you haven't been on the campus, I'd highly recommend. You know what? Go up there. Take a look at it. Get a feel for it. Uh, like I said, I'm a big fan of the, the the atmosphere that they have there and the energy that I feel when I go on that campus. I, I really like it a lot. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coach Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coach Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGivern, my co-host, the associate head coach at Heartland Arrowhead, Tom Swiddle. Hey, Tom, I, I love the fact, you know, we talked to a bunch of coaches throughout the state of Wisconsin, and, and I truly believe this, and I think you'll agree with me. If you're a student athlete, a, a high school football player who loves to play football and wants to play at the next level, we have an opportunity for, for most guys to play at the next level, whether at, it's at Wisconsin or it's at Whitewater, it's at Lakeland, it's at Carroll, it's at Wisconsin Lutheran College. There's there's a lot of places in the state if you want to continue your education and get a chance to, to play uh, college football, um, we can make that happen for a lot of kids. That's for sure, and and a lot of those places are, are very different. You know, I mean, you get a different experience at we had Beloit on not too long ago, Beloit College, and you know that's a different experience than that what you would have at at Lakeland. And you know, coach when. You know, I'm a guy who's coached, uh, you know, in the Milwaukee area my whole career. And, um, you know, I look at a school like Lakeland, and it checks off some boxes for a lot of kids, you know, in that, you know, you're far enough away from home that you feel like you're away from home, but you're close enough that, you know, you can come home whenever you want. And also it's very easy for uh, family and friends to come watch you play. Yeah, and I think we're we're a great fit for a lot of kids from from the Milwaukee metro area. Um, you know, we've had kids from you know suburbs of Milwaukee. We've had kids from from the MPS schools, and oh, it's been a good fit. You know, I think, like you said, the location is uh, is the right distance. You know, you're a little over an hour uh, to campus, and you can get back on the weekends if, if mom's cooking dinner or, or if they want to come up to see you play. So, 
yeah, we can be, like I said, we're, we're not the right fit for, for every kid, uh, but there is a right fit. I, I think the point is great. You know, the state of Wisconsin offers um, really high-level Division three football, um, but it offers, you know, so many uh, different options as far as campus sizes and, and, you know, programming and academic programming, things like that, that, that there is the right fit uh, for you. And, and we encourage kids all the time, you know, go out and visit Lakeland if you're interested in Lakeland, but also go out and, and check out, you know, Wisconsin Lutheran or check out, uh, Stevens Point, and, and you're going to find the school that's the right fit for you. But uh, you know, I think the, the high school coaches in Wisconsin do a great job of um, you know selling that message to their players that there are options and there's very uh, different, unique options that you should look at. You know, we'll know. You know, a kid comes on our campus and um, they'll know and we'll know. Hey, this is probably a really good fit for us at Lakeland. This this, uh, this is a young man that would do well academically. Somebody that we think could excel in our program, and, and they could feel it as well. And then there's other times where a kid. Um, steps foot in our campus and just says, hey, you know what, the rural location or the size of school just it isn't right for me. Or, um, you know, we don't recruit a ton of uh, wing T fullbacks into our program. It's, you know, it's not the right fit then athletically. So it's just about finding that right fit. Hey, Coach. Coach a, oh, I'm Mike. Are you, no, are you go right? ahead, Tom. Okay. Go ahead, Tom. Uh, Coach, um, talk a little bit about your conference, the NAC. And um, for a lot of our listeners, are probably not that familiar with that that conference. Um, talk about some of the schools you play and where they're located, that kind of thing. Yeah, so it's it's a league that's based um, in Illinois and Wisconsin. So the, the league has uh, 13 schools, but only eight play football. So it's a little different in that uh, you know Alverno down in Milwaukee is, is an all uh, female school. Obviously, they don't have a football program, but uh, within within um, within the football. Uh, conference. It's Concordia, Wisconsin, and they're kind of our traditional rival. We play them for the Cheese Bowl trophy, and uh, that's that's a big game for us. Uh, and then Wisconsin Lutheran is in our league, and uh, Coach Tresky was our offensive coordinator up until uh, December, so he's someone that is a, a great friend of mine, and um, is going to do a great job. I think he's going to get that program really uh, heading in the right direction. So we're excited for him. Uh, and then we have five schools in Illinois, so it's uh, kind of in the Chicagoland area, Concordia, Chicago. Uh, Benedictine and Aurora, and then there's Rockford University, and then a couple of years ago we added Eureka, which is more uh, central Illinois. So there's eight schools. Um, St. Norbert's will be joining our league next year, uh, so that's going to be a great addition for our league from a competitive standpoint. Um, I anticipate that game becoming a, a game for us that really becomes kind of a rivalry game. Uh, they're going to make our league better, um, but I think the biggest thing with our league is it's improving. Uh, you mentioned that you know we had. Uh, competitive game against Whitewater in the playoffs a handful of years ago. Um, this year, Aurora won our league, um, and it was a really uh, fantastic football team. Um, they, they beat us pretty good to end the year, and they went to St. John's in the first round. And St. John's was a top-five program. And, uh, they led St. John's by two scores w- with about eight minutes to go and ended up uh, giving up a couple late scores. And uh, St. John's went down and, and you know got beat in the semifinals by Whitewater. So, uh, you know, Roar is a team that's going to start the year in the top 25 nationally. Uh, so that's a team that we're all kind of chasing at this point. But uh, it's really just a week that's improved. I think uh, you look across the board in, in our conference, and, and almost every program has gotten better in the last four to five years. Hey, Coach, we really appreciate your time. Uh, and we're hoping that on September 3rd at 6 o'clock at home against Illinois College, you guys are, are kicking off and, and uh, you know, getting after it. I uh, certainly uh, hope that everybody stays safe and, and that we can uh, we can get football going the way that it has uh, in the past and maybe with some changes as far as how many people can go to Taylor Field. Um, 
We'll see about that, but certainly good luck and stay safe, you and your family. And and it's good to know that all those rumors about you quitting as a coach and becoming a homeschool teacher are just not true. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate the time, and uh, yeah, let's hope, let's hope we're playing in September. Yeah, I agree with that, Tom. What a great show. I really appreciate uh, you putting this together, and I want to thank all of our guests from Drake Zortman to Tony Biola uh, to uh, – Major Nicholas Morales and Brian Henson and certainly Colin Bruton, for head coach at Lakeland. Uh, Mitch, back in the studio. Well done. Thank you very much. Hey, Tom, have a great weekend. Happy Father's Day. Thank you. Same to you, Mike. You got it. Thanks a lot for listening. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.